Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am Mary Catherine Ham, your host. We got some great stuff for you today. We got an update out of Florida. Obviously, that is the top story of the day. Uh, we've got some, oh, Biden gaffes. Even even worse than normal today. Uh, we also have a Mary Catherine rant about an idiotic country song uh, and that Vic doesn't care about at all, but we're going to ask him his opinion nonetheless. How's it going, my co-host Vic Mattis of the Free Beacon? Hello, Mary Catherine. I am eyeing your glazed donut longingly. <laughs> So, so as some of the listeners know from the last episode, I mentioned about, you know, trying to do a quick sort of fast before getting a blood test and trying to game the system. Well, yeah, I think you, we got had cram, this you got a cram for that. Yeah, you cramming. The cramming did not work. And I made this announcement last night on the sub beacon as well. So the numbers came back. The triglycerides are high. They're always high. Not as high as they used to be. Let's right. put that into perspective, okay? Right, exactly. It's, it's like still in- off the chart. It's like inflation. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not, a, it's not an additional 400 <laughs> points. Vic's triglycerides are the are the Biden no, administration inflation I'm, I'm of taking, triglycerides. Yeah, I'm taking the Biden tack on this, which is it's not like, oh, my gosh, it was another 400. It was no, basically it's zero. Yeah, right. That's right. It hasn't moved. In fact, it's gone down. We cut it by half. <laughs> so that is a that was a problem. Cholesterol, my doctor is very concerned with. It's it's under three hundred, what it's close to. And then, but the big news, sadly, was my A one C, which is your blood sugar level. For anyone who doesn't know, if, if for anyone who doesn't watch any of these commercials on TV, particularly there's one for called Ozempic, which uses a song that was originally the song "It's Magic." Instead, it's Ozempic. Oh, that's it's, right. It's, yes. Loving was it Loving Spoonful? Okay. So anyway, A one C is it's for di- it's a diabetes gauge. And if you are 5.7 on the A1C scale and lower, you're fine. If you're 6.4 and higher, you've got full-on diabetes like Wilfred Brimley. I scored a 6.0 and now I am officially pre-diabetic. I don't know how long it takes to get from 6.0 to 6.4. My doctor, she seemed fairly, you know, mellow and calm about it. That's good. And she just said, you're my, you're slightly slightly pre-diabetic, and I would she said I would just recommend, you know, cutting back on the carbs, white rice, pasta. By the way, white rice that, isn't that like a microaggression? I was gonna say that's racist. I can't. can't I don't. I don't like out. it one bit. I'm not even gonna make any analogies. I'm not gonna make any analogies because I can get in trouble for that. It would be like telling somebody who's Greek to no more tzatziki sauce. How there about you that? Go. There you there go. You that's go. That's, that's a safe that's, one. That's, that's a safe a... one, right? Rice. <laughs> So, you know, and by the way, so yesterday I went to Chipotle and I had like whatever burrito bowl. Yeah, you got the, bo- the ch- bowl. No chips and queso and I love it so much. And I had the brown rice. It's not really that brown. I don't no. know. I don't think it's that I'm healthy. not sure you're doing yourself a Koreans, of, the Korean of, places. Although I do, I have heard that the insulin reaction from brown rice is different. I think, really? that is, I think that's a real thing. The Korean, oh, the only thing I have in as, my house. As is, you know, we're both doctors. As you know, we're, we, we're health experts on the show. If, you, if you've listened to, we've done now almost 100 episodes, you know that we are experts in the field of yeah. medicine. But the Korean places will serve purple rice or black rice and i think that's very good okay i assume okay but at my house it's just white rice that's all we've ever known so maybe less i don't know but i just want to thank listeners and people who are reaching out thank you for your thoughts and prayers in this, I'm, in this and tough I'm, time. I'm doing okay day by day yeah i am looking at that donut i know and it's i know i was wrong of me to bring it in here in this trying time for you i've looked the shakes Mary By Kath- the way, I, yes. I think this is a fear-mongering campaign. Pre- <laughs> pre-diabetic is just you not think so? diabetic. Well, thank you. That's what I say. Yeah, 
let me know when I'm at 6.4. That's about what that? I'm saying. Let me know when I start losing vision in my right eye. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know how long it takes to cover each one of those 0.1 percentage right? Like how long? How long do I have, Doc? Yeah. yeah. The, for me, like the benchmarks are vision and amputation. <laughs> okay. And then okay, well then we'll talk. All right. All right. That's how, fair. But other than that, I'm fine. How? Are you? I'm good. By the way, oh, 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 it's magic. Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, really? That's what, that's what my internet is telling me. Goodness. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I stay corrected. The, I could have sworn but you know it was... What? Uh, yeah, okay, you, fine. You, no, you talk no. about people getting in touch. They can get in touch to correct me oh, at a no. new yes. email address. Hammered at nebulouspodcasts.com. That's N-E-B-U-L-O-U-S. Y'all are smart enough to spell nebulous. I know. I trust you nebulouspodcast.com that's hammered at nebulouspodcasts.com and we would love feedback honestly even if it's mean because I get a lot of that on the internet it's fine I'm prepared for that nothing to mean I'll tell you what save your email right now because I am doing a self-correction the song I was thinking of is Do You Believe in Magic and that is by Loving Spoonful the song for Ozempic is ELO thank you We got it straight yeah, now. Yeah, thank you. But, Only the most important stuff. Okay. But email us. What okay. is going on what with going me? On with well, you? a couple updates in my life. I did finally rescue my buddy the spider. Yep. He's still alive. Yes. I was afraid because, you know, I'm, I'm not always good at time management. And, you know, I don't know how long spiders last. Mm-hmm. But I, I put it on my to-do list that day. I was like, you got to get the spider outside into the wild where it can thrive. Because there's only so long it can subsist on toothpaste and hair. <laughs> I <just wanna> say. <laughs> so so I, I did try in the morning with a note card to get him out of there and he rebuffed me. I tried again in the <laughs> afternoon and I tried with two, I sort of sandwiched him, not in a hurtful way. I was worried about smushing him kind of sandwiched him between the note card and like a little cup. So if he fell either way, Put he him was in the good. cup. They, they, they stay there for a little So bit. then I did that thing where, again, I'm not scared of spiders, and this is the least scary spider. He's tiny. But I did do that thing where you're holding the note card. He's, he's perched on the note card now, and he's crawling frantically around the note card. And, like, I don't hate him, but I'm not sure I want him on me, right? And then I'm going to frantically brush and accidentally kill him which is not what we're after okay again i have established a relationship with this spider and i'm trying to do the best i can but he is on the note card not in the cup the cup might have been preferable but at any rate he's on the note card the note card is green so i can see the outline of him on it it's a light green with a brown spider on it and i and i walk carefully down the stairs and out the door with my husband making fun of me because i'm evacuating a spider and I took him all the way downstairs to the ground, and then he wouldn't get off the card because what he you, loves me. Did you, yeah, he's, he wanted to say goodbye. <laughs> he wouldn't get off the card. Well, I didn't want to flick too much. Oh, I Again, flick. I don't know how much pain I'm inflicting no. when I flick. No, they're very light. Okay. Well, I, I sort of tapped, tap, tap, tap into the garden. Oh, my God. Garden is a really generous term, but the grass outside my house. So he is now living mm-hmm. what I hope is his best life there, mm-hmm. and he's no longer in yes. the the family drain. That's right, and some <laughs> and some bird really enjoyed it. Oh no! Uh, for, had a, had a great breakfast. Little spider. Oh gosh! Well, so good. Happy anyway. ending. Case closed. Yes. <laughs> Getting hammered. Investigates. Case closed. Close that case. Uh, so the first one we solved. He's yeah. out there. He's out there living his life. So that that relationship is over. I mourn it and I move on. Okay. 
and uh, <laughs> but I moved on to the Murphy bed. Yes, and I loved the video. You should put that up. Did you put that on Instagram? You know, of Steve I think, doing the demo. I, I think it has good. a. I think it has a. I think it has a curse in it. So if we if we played it, we'd have to uh, censor it a bit. Oh. I will. But I did send Vic a mm-hmm. a video of my husband demonstrating the Murphy bed, and it works pretty well. We gotta say. You know, he he's very. What's the word I'm looking for? Camera friendly. What's yes. He, well, he's like photogenic. He could be a pit, He could be a pitch man, right? Yeah. He's like, here's totally. the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he's so, getting a well, well, well-trimmed beard and the oh, whole yes, thing yes. going. All right, and I'm sure he did some push-ups before I put him on camera to make sure he was they did get the, va- the veins properly, yeah, properly right. buff, yeah, yeah, and vascular. Right. Yeah, it's right, uh, vascular. So, so he he demonstrated the Murphy bed, which does seem to be working well. It looks fancy. It seems very solid. That's what we're looking for. You don't want to put your parents on a Murphy bed. Like I said, it's going to close them up like a sitcom. Yeah. So. We have that going for us, but that's where we are. On to the next project. Yeah, there are a lot of projects. I also yesterday did a whole linen closet update, which (laughs) the ladies in the audience will understand how satisfying this was. I bought like an exorbitant number of baskets, decorative baskets. They all. To put things in because you don't want the linens just sitting out there. You got to have a basket. So we got to have a basket and the baskets have to be matching and the baskets have to have have some variety because you don't just want one kind of basket, but it came together pretty well. (laughs) Do you ever throw out, do you ever throw out linens from the linen? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do throw out linens. In fact, I tossed out a bunch recently, so I didn't have that many to store. In fact, my basket, my basket to linens ratio might be a little off, but the baskets are pretty and it's fine. Okay. So that was my, that was. We use a linen closet. Yes. Well, we have open shelving now. This is the problem. Uh, One of the changes we made necessitated open shelving for a linen closet, which means you have to make it look civilized. Yeah. Ours is like mixing like linens and baby medicines from 12 years ago. And, yes. and and like and things that I I've never seen them used argent oil or something like this I don't know what is that arnica for? maybe uh, no argent argent oil or something like this I don't know I don't, you, Jennifer's laughing <laughs> Jennifer's it comes like, in like a little you, blue bottle what are you guys talking like about we're collecting them I don't know what there is a thing about children's medicine where it just sticks yeah, around just like, yeah the, it's, which it, is good because you want your kids to be years healthy. ago alrighty. <laughs> Let's move on. Please. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. From the grocery store to the gas station, working families are getting hammered by rising prices. But instead of focusing on inflation, Congress is pushing anti-innovation legislation that will impose more financial burdens on working people and seniors. Their misguided agenda could cost public pension plans $109 billion. Teachers, firefighters, and nurses would pay the heaviest price. Congress needs to focus on inflation and leave American workers alone. To Florida, to Fort Myers, Tampa Bay, where Hurricane Ian made landfall yesterday as a Category 4. Did it ever get to Category 5? No, I think think it's 157 might be the magic number. Man, not, not pleasant. The flooding was intense. I saw videos of... Fort Myers downtown in particular, just yeah. Fort Myers Beach downtown, completely yeah. underwater. You know, there's a little like, like picture of a little cigar shop whose placard was the only thing left, left showing. So uh, there will be some real devastating stuff going on 
in Florida as they try to figure out how far the storm, storm surge went, exactly what it did. If we're only seeing this now. Yes, this is all new, new information. However, before the storm, there was, of course, as you can imagine, because this is Florida and the governor is Ron DeSantis, an attempt to sort of start the narrative rolling about his the uh, an alleged lack of preparation in some way right now this is this is something that annoys me about politics in general because big bad natural events are going to happen in states whether it's california or florida and there's a certain limitation to how much the government can actually accomplish like you're not going to keep acts of god from happening <laughs> and so no. so you do you be- do the best you can with with what you've got florida is a state that is very prepared in general to face such things. Yep. And I think DeSantis is a competent governor, much in the way that George that Jeb Bush was and thinks through these things. But there was an attempt sort of to say like, "Hey, you guys, you guys don't have a handle on this, do you? This is pre-storm." FEMA director expressed concerns that Florida lacks response to this storm. Here's the governor. FEMA Administrator Chris Wall said today that she acknowledged concerns that uh, Florida, as, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far, and that whoa, some whoa, whoa, whoa. give there. me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing. Uh, they've done a lot of hard work, and and honestly, you're trying to attack me. I get, but like you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard, and so so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty, and and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the the stuff. You talk to the people. At the the counties when they've needed something stuff gets there very quickly because of what kevin and his team have done i think it's very smart for him to point out that there are actual real people working on this that yeah. you're denigrating in an attempt to come after me and it doesn't help anyone deal with the actual fallout of the storm which is ongoing and we wish the best to everybody who was in that path meanwhile there's a little bit of back and forth about whether biden called DeSantis, and apparently they got on the phone at some point. Look, things can happen without them talking on the phone. It, the, the federal resources can flow. I believe I saw a clip that he said that DeSantis said on Hannity's show last night that he appreciated the federal government and Biden's work yeah. to get them resources, and which is the adult's yeah. thing to do. Mm-hmm. I did see an interesting tweet, an update about Biden's being in touch with the people of Florida that he called the mayors of Cape Coral and Sarasota, Florida, and the chair of Charlotte County as the hurricane was making landfall, which, it must be said, is not a great time to catch people. That's right. That's right. They, did, they didn't answer. They didn't answer. And then there's a tweet updating this. And then Christina Pushaw, who is DeSantis's communications person, says, those areas don't have power or phone service in the storm. <laughs> so, so Biden's on there like, hello? Yeah. Hello, is anybody there? Okay. Just call a couple days ago. Yeah. No. It's, it's so he's he's not really getting snubbed per se. It's not like, you know, not getting a, a call back from let's say Saudi prince bin Salman or uh, <clears throat> or not being in let's say Ohio, for example, being in Ohio and Tim Ryan being unavailable or Wisconsin Mandela Barnes, you know, not right. being available. Right, no, right. this is they're in the middle of a storm. I probably would have taken a quick call saying hi if I could have, but there's a lot going on and they were doing their jobs. But so as far as we know, he called those mayors, but we don't know if he actually 
spoke with DeSantis. Is that right? Uh, I think he no. did. It was okay. maybe later in the he, storm response. He did, but, but he did. there was no, it was uneventful and therefore the media can't do anything <laughs> as much as they were hoping to. Because again, we're talking about a governor who sent, yeah. you know, migrants to Martha's Vineyard. So there's no telling. I know. What he could I, do. I do have to say I'm glad that DeSantis is in charge instead of the alternative had he not won by a very small oh. margin in 2018 would be Andrew, uh, Gillum. Andrew Gillum, who I don't know whether he would have had a had quite the... He'd be hungry down somewhere. Yeah. The, uh, my, my advice, my advice to... Uh, I mean, this, is a, this is a moment, my advice to DeSantis, the, the, this is a moment for the governor to show that he is somebody who could... T- more so than senators or other, you know, other elected representatives in Congress, per se, that this is a moment for him to show that he has leadership qualities because right. governors are the closest thing you can get to presidents in a lot of these states. Some of them are you know, bigger economies and bigger states than some countries. And so if you can handle that, then you can handle the job. And that's the gauge. Chris Christie had a similar situation, if you remember, after Hurricane Sandy. And he did fine, but the media was so obsessed with him being very grateful to President Obama. If you remember, there was a famous hug. I do remember that. And that just went on forever and it haunted Christie. My advice to DeSantis, firm handshake. (laughs) Thankful. Thankful. You can even maybe put two hands. Thankful and respectful. Two hands to one hands. You can't see me, but doing two hands to one hands. That would help. On the note, just a note on the hurricanes, I had two call outs for us. Two call outs. One, our good friend Paul Crookston, I reached out to him because he's originally, he's a Tampa native. Oh. So he has family out there. Okay. Or his uh, people are the, safe, I think. They are all safe. I think they had left town and his dad, Mr. Crooks, and his businesses up and down that area, everything, he's safe. Everything is fine. So thank goodness for them. Unlike, obviously, other places like Sanibel and Captiva, which is terrible. So we're, we're happy for Paul. And the other thing I wanted to mention is from a listener and a very smart person, Aaron Cromar, who had sent us, he heard our conversation about nuking hurricanes, (laughs) (laughs) as you know. Yes. And he referred me to a link to something called a a Salter sink and the the feasibility of using a Salter sink to lessen the severity of a hurricane. Now, what a Salter sink does, I have no idea. (laughs) I went to the site, I read it. And you I, still don't know. I never took physics. Okay. I'm just going to say this. And I don't understand what's happening. And something about imagining that, you know, like a paper, a plastic bag over the hurricane. I don't know what's going on because. I mean, it sounds I, I'm into it. It looks it looks serious. I went. But again, I went to a school of foreign service at Georgetown SFS. And the joke was it stood for safe from science. So <laughs> I, I can't. But I'll take his word for it. And it's something well, to I'm, look I'm fascinated by this. We'll, we'll do further research. Maybe <laughs> I can learn physics at yeah. some point. It's an alternative to radiation. Okay. The, the, we don't know about injuries and deaths no, at this no. point, but 2.5 million people or so are out of power. Yeah. So let's hope that that gets restored to them quickly and that as many people are safe as possible. I also wanted to ask you about storm coverage. We have a, a little clip of Jim. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Jim Cantori is how you say yes. his name of the Weather Channel. And he's out in Punta Gorda with the wind just almost taking him over. And, and he, in this clip, gets, gets hit by an object. It just came flying by. All right, you know what? I think I'm just going to come in here for a second. That was him getting hit by a tree limb and then walking toward a signpost so that he can hold on to that. Give me a second. Jimmy, all right? Like, I'm all right, I'm fine. I'm for fine. a second. I 
So, you know, again. You, you can see how in-depth the reporting was there. It's just a picture this, of Jim, yes. Jim holding on to a side post. They have to do this. I know. They're compelled to do this. I want to show you what it's like to be out in 155-mile-per-hour winds. But also don't venture out. No, don't. Stay indoors. Take shot. Leave. Leave town. But we're here because we're meteorologists. I guess they're superhuman. You know, they, yeah. you know what? They got the poncho. And that protects them. That is, the poncho the is poncho important. The poncho protects them. The, actually, the news-branded poncho is a very powerful thing. I just, I, I do worry about them. I so, actually do. Anything, flying debris, anything could take you out at that mm-hmm, level of mm-hmm. wind. And I know that they pick places where the wind looks dramatic but probably won't take them out. But it concerns me. And I am Team Janice Dean on this, yeah. who is always the weather, the meteorologist mama, and is like, y'all need to get back inside. This is crazy. Exactly. This is crazy. Listen to Janice. Storm tur- tourism is a thing. It's like people who chase tornadoes, but even professionals, I mean, there are limits. Yeah. So, well, yeah. and I like also that the pre- the press guys will go out there and hang onto a signpost and get hit by a tree limb, but they'll they'll definitely make fun of the goofball down the street who has like a Trump fl- yeah. flag flying out in the middle of the street yeah. in the yeah. wind. Yeah. That guy going that viral. That guy's crazy. He's crazy, but we're not. Right. It reminds me. There's a funny little scene at the end of the movie. Thank you for smoking. And Katie Holmes was a, you know, is a journalist who gets, you know, caught up in scandal. And then she gets at the very end, you see, she gets reassigned and she's covering some weather event like down in Florida. And she's there standing and the wind is blowing. And then, a, and then a, like a palm tree hits her in the face, you know, and it's, it's very. It's, she's it's, a, she's it's a real villain in that film. She is. And I do not appreciate the depiction of the moral fiber of brunette reporters brunette political reporters in that movie, okay? I would have totally given up all my sources. <laughs> she can say. Oh, man. Yeah, just not a good not a good portrayal of, of my people. <laughs> all right. We got, we got the Biden gaffe. I'm not going to say the Biden gaffe to end all gaffes because, I mean... Still have many I shouldn't, more... I shouldn't jinx it, guys. We got a long way to go. To go. Yeah. But the White House was doing a conference on hunger, nutrition, and health. And at one point during his remarks, Joe Biden mentions Jackie Walorski, who is an Indiana congresswoman who passed away tragically in a car accident. We mentioned it on the podcast about a month ago, two months ago, maybe a Republican congresswoman with two of her staffers and and also the, the person in the in the other car in the wreck also died. So four people. And here's here's Biden at this event. Representative. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was was going to be here to help make this a reality. So he's talking about some legislation that she was involved in and that he wants to Mm -hmm. thank her for. And a real bipartisan moment, to be honest. And he asks, where is she? She must not be here. Well, she's not there because she has passed away tragically in a car accident. And look, that's a that's a mistake, right? He also issued a statement. So it's not like, oh. Somebody forgot to tell him. Oh, no, no. They, they definitely did uh, issue a statement back when this happened. That's a mistake. Here's, here's where it goes awry, for real, mm-hmm. with Corinne Jean-Pierre oh, man. answering questions at the briefing yesterday about this, which, by the way, came from an ABC reporter. This is not Peter Ducey. That's right. Not that I have any issue with Peter Ducey's questions. Generally, I find them great. And I'm like, why isn't anybody else answer, asking but it's these? A, but it's a tell. But, that the media, it's, yes. it's hard for them, it's getting harder for them to ignore this. Yes. So here is, I believe, I believe her name is Cecilia Vega of ABC asking this question. Final one. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room, 
foreign audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what happened there? So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had, uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. Uh, um, you know, this wasn't what we were able to witness today and what the president was able to lift up uh, in this uh, at this conference at this event. Man, that is a hard job because she can't actually say, yeah, I'm sorry. His memory failed him. You know what? You can't say that. You know what? Here's the thing. I think you can say that. <laughs> and I think you can say it and turn out looking a lot better than this. this yeah. You can say he goofed this up. It was a mistake. Mm -hmm. We apologize, especially to anyone in the family that it might have hurt. We plan to honor her in all these ways, and that was the intention of part mm -hmm. of this event. Let me say three or four nice things about Congresswoman yeah. Wolorski. Let's note the tragic circumstances of her death and the other people that we lost with her, and just treat it with seriousness and don't lie to people. This is both mean-spirited and lying, and it is, it is insulting to anyone who is listening to her. Does she do it with a wink-wink, though? I mean, does she say it knowing that no one, nobody is going to believe her and she knows nobody's going to believe her? So we're all in on this kind of a dark sort of joke, but or what? I don't know, but I it actually made me sort of angry, and I don't I feel like I have I don't have a hair trigger, but this I just felt like it was disrespectful yeah, to the people who died mm -hmm, in a mm -hmm. tragic accident that was pretty recent. It takes gaslighting to a whole new level. I was going to say maybe the best that she could have done is saying, look, the president has a lot in his mind. You got the hurricane. You got Ukraine. Yes. You got the economy. And, and, and it, it, it's simply, but you can, but still, they, they feel that they cannot acknowledge even at the slide that his mind is less than sharp. Right. They can't say that. They uh, should. But they as, should just say that. But again, and as, you're, as we were just noting, and this was from a reporter from ABC, it's becoming harder and harder for the media to ignore these senior moments yes and in fact i thought jimmy kimmel just last night in fact made a joke about it as well uh -huh. that he would you know he, he would increase his chances for getting reelected if he stops remembering people you know thinking people who died are still alive yes and by know? the way it, it took a turn as well she she continues to say oh yes I, she continues to say i don't think it's unusual that someone would mention a person who has passed away in this in this manner and then james rosen who's a huge beatles fan says look you know john lennon passed away and I think about him probably every day but I don't ask where he is or look for him and she did she, not like that she didn't like that and she said but it because it illustrates the silliness of of her argument and then she turns to snark instead of just saying we goofed this up and we feel bad about it she says well when you si do a bill signing with John Lennon I'll get in touch with you something like that oh. and it's like burn again as the kids would say burn again, sick burn Four, four people died, mm -hmm. a citizen of Indiana and then two staffers and the congresswoman. The staffers, by the way, were 27 and 28 years old. Mm -hmm. This is a tragic event all around. It's something that could be treated 
should be treated seriously, and it's very easy to treat it mm-hmm. seriously. And this is just insulting. My father, he was a retired surgeon, but I remember he would always say, you know, you, he had, you know, for many years, obviously, in practice, he had a lot of patients, who, uh, elderly patients, who would, they would sometimes forget their spouse had died. And it would be even from a few years back, and they'd be mentioning, oh, I'm going home to see my husband, or I don't know where my husband is. And it happens, except for those people who are not the president of the United States. Right. And again, it just, again, emphasizes the sort of precarious situation of, of Joe Biden, because he's a person who's up there in years. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't want to put anybody in that position if they can't handle this job 24-7. It's a- well, and the... The other thing is we were we were sold president empathy. Yeah. Right. And people will say to me, and I'm sure they're saying it on Twitter, but I haven't checked. Oh, you're mad about this and President Trump, this mm-hmm. and that. Well, first of all, I've been a loud President Trump critic. Yeah. So and I have been a loud President Trump critic on the idea that he is often mean spirited yeah. and doesn't treat things with seriousness. So do you feel good about being behind the guy who is acting like that mm-hmm. because this is mean-spirited and not serious. That's what it is. And even though you have some members now beginning of the media beginning to come around and say, hey, this might be a problem, you're still not seeing the general sort of concern that grows on the right about this. And I'm still sort of half waiting for like a PolitiFact fact check on whether or not this is actually true. And then them trying to oh, you yeah. know, parse it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be some reason it's not. Yeah. It was a different Jackie. It was a different, yes, that's he was right. Talking it, was, about... uh, it could have been Jackie Spire. It could have been Jackie Chan. Yeah, it could have been fair. Jack Hay from 227, if you remember her. Okay. <laughs> that's that's, very, that's a was, deep poll. That was a local show. That's a, so, oh, yeah, it was. She, it, did live, she lived in the area. Yeah, very, very, few, very few sitcoms took place in Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the store, the spin would be, the spin would be, Biden has a senior moment in Republicans. Oh, yeah, we pounce. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just think you, you got to you gotta stop just lying to people's faces. Uh, and you can tell that even the press corps is like, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <sighs> well, I wish that family the best, and I hope they have a good event at the, the bill yes, signing in her I'm honor sure. as, she, as she richly yeah, deserves sure. and the staffers as, as well and their families. Now I have to rant about something very important, Vic. Oh, boy. I heard a song on the radio this week. <laughs> So, first of all, let me stop you there. Mm-hmm. What station, or is this on Spotify? I think or it was like us. I think it was a Spotify a, thing. What kind of a station? It was some kind of like hot country or something. Oh, country. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's a country station, and I hear this song, and this song, I see, I see the name of it on the, on the readout, on the heads up display. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> or whatever that thing yeah. is that. Which is <laughs> one of the greatest, you know, innovations of all time. Oh, it's fantastic. So I'm reading it, and it's called Tennessee Orange, and I'm like, what is this business? But it's fine. Love your team all you want. Write a song yeah. about your team. Not a problem. I can handle that. I'm a dog. It's not my color. Whatever. But this song went there. It went there, guys. This song. It was a trigger. Did they need a trigger warning? This song is about a woman from Georgia. Allegedly a Georgia fan who meets a man with blue eyes and decides that she will wear Tennessee orange for him. I like how you added a little twang there. And I am appalled by this. I am I can't even believe they play it on the radio. It's 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 like treason is what you're saying. 
Yeah, it is so deeply wrong that I'll, I'm going to read you some lyrics. We can play a little clip too if mm. you want to hear this 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 just travesty of a song. I met somebody and he's got blue eyes. He opens the door and he don't make me cry. Wow, there's real high standards there. He so ain't mean. From, he ain't from where we're from, but he feels like home. He's got me doing things I've never done. In Georgia, they'd call it a sin, and I still want the dogs to win, but I'm wearing Tennessee orange for him. Girl. <laughs> Have some self-respect. This is not okay. This is not okay. And people will say to me, oh, Mary Catherine, if it was the other way around, you'd be fine with it. No, I would not. I would say there's something wrong. By the way, if your man or woman is giving up an SEC football team for you in the early parts of a relationship, get yourself a new man or woman because that person has no moral center. (laughs) I'm not sure what to add. You went to a school with a very proud and strong football program. I did not. So I, I, for me, I feel like if Jennifer Love Hewitt asked me to wear a Duke sweatshirt, I would probably <laughs> wear the Duke sweatshirt. I would draw the line at Villanova. Okay. Right? okay. I'm not doing that. No, okay, so everyone has their limits, right? And I, Everyone I get has it. their limits. Now, if you want a bandwagon on your spouse's team that has a bigger mm-hmm. program, for mm-hmm. instance, right? And, it, and they're not in the same conference mm-hmm. or what mm-hmm. have you. To that's me, okay. that's, you think to me that, that's that okay. Jibes? Like I have a lot of relatives who are East Carolina football fans. Mm-hmm. That that is not a that's not a matchup that we deal with. It's not something mm. we need to worry about. Okay, okay, that's all right. To, but this in conference rival thing, yeah. no, no. And what kind of example is this for young women? <laughs> what kind okay. of example is this? Because I I likened it to the show Felicity. I know you Starring did. I saw you did that. The yeah. fetching Carrie Russell. Mm-hmm. I never watched Felicity on principle. On principle, guys. Do you know why? I heard it's a good show. I didn't watch it because the premise of the show is that a young woman gives up her ride to Stanford to go to, it's a fake NYU, but basically NYU to mm-hmm. follow a boy because the boy wrote in her yearbook he wished that they had gotten to know each other better. And that is not the way you should live life, ladies. Wow. I should have written that on your books. <laughs> okay. I have two thoughts. Okay. One okay. is Kate has a cousin. He's a great guy. Lives in town. This is basketball oriented. So he did undergrad at University of Connecticut, UConn Huskies, okay. right? Which at the time was a very big program. Big program, right? right? Under Jim Calhoun. And then he got his graduate degree from Duke. Ooh. So for him... It depends on which team is doing better. And then it, suddenly he goes from being See, a Husky fan to a Blue Devil fan. I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if that's, I don't know. If so I, a, I grew up yeah. a Blue Devil fan yeah, because you, I grew up in Durham. So we were townies and some people will, will accuse me of, of being problematic in and of itself yeah. because I'm a townie fan and I didn't go to Duke. But my brother grew up a Duke fan and then ended up going to UNC. Never switched. Never switched for a second. That is in your bones. You cannot give it up. If you are if you are raised a Duke fan, you not you cannot switch over. And Especially, that's let that's, alone to that team. That's the equivalent mm-hmm. of Tennessee and Georgia. I was going to say the same thing happened. Naomi Judd, the actress, right? Oh, Ashley Judd. Excuse me, Ashley Judd. She was doing some movie, and it was cold and freezing and raining and everything else. And she was out there shivering on set, and a kid offered her a blue sweatshirt, and it was UNC, and she said. She had to Thanks, pass. But no, thank you. Yeah, because as you pass. know, she's notoriously she's Kentucky. Kentucky fan, right? She's Kentucky fan. So she's Understandable. Like, so you would do the same thing, of course. Yes. Yeah. 
All these people with their like cozy orange sweaters. I I reject yeah. that. I reject it. I will wear buffalo plaid. That song was very upsetting to you. Oh man, I just like I'm surprised people aren't protesting. Like like burning How burning the CDs like right. like the Dixie Chicks right. back in the day. Right. It's like Sister Soldier, and then this song. By the way, she tells her mom, "Don't tell Dad because he'll blow a fuse." Hell yes, he'll blow a fuse. <laughs> He's gonna wonder where he went wrong, <laughs> with good reason. There's a reason you see all those house divided license plates. It's because mm-hmm. the house should remain divided. Thank you. Don't do it, ladies. Also, if you don't have a team and you want to join another fandom, that's fine. It's just this switching thing. Oh, you this, can't switch. this turncoat mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel better. Speaking of playing my song, Vic, Lizzo was in town. Yeah. Famous R&B pop singer. And she was lent, is lent the correct word? Yeah. Lent the, a crystal flute that belonged to James Madison to play at her concert. Mm-hmm. And this caused a bit of a sing. Huge uproar on everywhere, a on all a, directions. A bit of a thing. I like Lizzo. I like her music. She is a flautist and she played the crystal flute. Where some people are very angry about it, it's like sort of a denigration of American history and symbols. Mm-hmm. And the Library of Congress should not have lent this to her. She's wearing on stage a pretty like skimpy, you know, concert. You can't unsee it. It's concert a, it's outfit. A lot. You're seeing a lot. There were allegations of twerking, although if if it's twerking, it was very very minimal. It was minimal it. twerking. It, I got to say, it was, was not aggressive. There was a couple twerks. <laughs> Others are like. There's a camp that's like, ha-ha, take yeah. that, founding fathers oh, or oh, what. Yeah, right, yeah, you're, right. You're, especially you're, James oh, Madison. Right. Slaves and all. So there's that. And then there's uh, like a neutral camp. Which camp are you in on Lizzo and the Okay, flute? first is I don't know anything about Lizzo. I was like, you mean Ryan Lizza? Who? Okay. I thought Billie <laughs> Eilish was a guy. So yeah. anyway, I, it's true. Like Jennifer is like, she's, she's stunned. This is really true. And, and so anyway... I don't listen to, you know, what was like, what do I listen to when I'm on the road? Like CCR, you know what I mean? Okay, so anyway. Let's turn on some Bob Seger. Yeah, so I looked at, I also, I also have Bob Seger. I looked into this. The first thing I saw was that first video of her performing and twerking, and I'm like, this is her, what is going on here? This is ridiculous and shit. First of all, James, a crystal flute seems extremely fragile, so I'm like, yeah, what? That, uh, we do want to ins- ensure the safety of the crystal. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, she, you know, everyone's going crazy and the whole thing, and she, you know, plays a couple notes, and that was it. And I'm like, okay, I don't think this is good. But then I saw an earlier video of her playing, I think, at the Library of Congress. And she's not in concert per, uh, costume, lack of, not much right. of a costume there, but she's just normally. And she performs. And it is an amazing little piece that she performs, a composition, classical. It's a classical composition. And she's clearly well-trained and classically trained, certainly to a certain extent, at least, as a flautist. And it was great. She even does the proper curtsy at the end. Yep. And I thought it was very touching. So I changed my opinion on it. And I think it's great. I will say this. Where am I? Sort of in the neutral zone, but disappointed because I do feel it was a missed opportunity. Had she performed a full piece, I know it's not that kind of a show. But it would have. And she's probably thinking it's a different persona. Right, right. Right? On stage. I understand. But it would have exposed all of her fans, millions of fans, to this, you know, 
to classical music if yeah. they're not into it already. And maybe a lot of them aren't into it, but they'd say, wow, that's really good. And I want to look into that. So I was really expecting Vic to be anti. I was until I saw the original yeah. video. So I'm, now, basic, so I'm basically pro, like lightly pro. Kate is pro. And this Kate's is for pro. my, this is the band nerd in me, which is like, look, more people are listening to someone play a flute in a lovely fashion. <laughs> what could be wrong with yeah, that? I, you know, not a lot of people watch that um, flute stuff. Also, I, I have a, a quick fact checking. I follow James Madison's Montpelier on Instagram. Yes. And uh, and they congratulated her on her on her collab with the Library yeah. of Congress on this. And, she, and then it says some backstory on the flute from our senior research historian. While there's no indication that Madison was a flute player, this musical instrument was gifted to the former president by the maker Claude Laurent of Paris in 1813. Laurent wrote to Madison in 1815, Mr. President, I took the liberty of sending to you about three years ago a crystal flute of my invention. Please allow me to express to you the desire that I would learn if it has reached you. And if this is this feeble homage of my industry has pleased you. Send a thank you note, James Madison. But here's the part, the fact checking. A lot of people were saying she's the first person to ever play it. But in 1998, the flute was played at Montpelier by artists Rob Turner and Frank Wallace, who then released a CD of the recordings called Mr. Madison's Crystal Flute, available on Amazon. Okay. No, any, any jazz flutist, flutists know jazz yeah. flute? <laughs> that, that would be an abomination. Ron, Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy, yeah. I was going to say, that would be an abomination. <laughs> Don't do that with the flute, please. I think the flute was also played in, in observation of Madison's 250th birthday in 2001. So... And we'll play a little clip of her playing at the Library of Congress. It's lovely. flute's cool and I, I it's also like it's not like it's james madison's quill right like this is a this is a thing james I madison get, owned but, but anything, i don't think crystal i get very nervous that's and that's true. my only reservation is god forbid it slips out of somebody's hands and breaks right that would be all look we are we are a changing nation and have changed much since the time of the crystal flutes gifting to mont to madison and you know if this is the fruition of that this is the fruition of that all right Good. I can't play the flute, by the way. Did you do wind instruments at all? I played, band? I played clarinet, but the, oh, the flute, similar, is, though, flute is very right? tricky. No, is it's, right? you, it's oh. like a, it's like flute is like playing the top of a mm -hmm. soda bottle. Like you got to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, 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 yeah. clarinet has a reed that does the a reed. lot of the work. So there's for no you. reed in the flute. So I don't know yeah. anything about that. Piano, keyboardist, synthesis. Thank you. Yeah. And doctor, obviously. Both and, of us. Oh, please. Both of us, health experts. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm still looking at that donut. <laughs> That wraps up another, uh, another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter, at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. And we have a new email address where you can write us hammered at nebulouspodcast.com. That's hammered at nebulouspodcasts, plural, dot com. I'm thinking about doing... An AMA. That's an Ask Me Anything. Vic didn't know. And Ask Me Anything. <laughs> the American Medical Association. <laughs> Later this month. So if you have questions, appropriate ones, mm -hmm. send them in. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being with us. The spider says hi. If only I had had someone to flute him into the garden. That's what I should have. I should <laughs> like have played. A Pied Piper? I should have played Lizzo. 
Right, thanks for being here. This is Nebulous Media Podcast. <laughs> But I'm wearing Tennessee orange for you.